0: This is the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. That's right, the Teal Shirt Report Podcast, episode show number 82B. I just saw the press conference with Trevor Lawrence, who of course was diagnosed with the high ankle sprain that he injured against Cincinnati in the uh, debacle uh, Monday night where the Jaguars lost to the Bengals 34-31. Man, I got the feeling from watching the press conference at this joker, Trevor Lawrence, man, I think he's going to try to play this week. If he can't go, C.J. Bethard will go the next week or two. But I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be back playing absolutely as soon as he can. Amazing. I just did take a look at the line. The next game for the Jaguars will be in Cleveland. Uh, with the situation clouding the quarterback position for the Jaguars, uh, Cleveland is actually a three-point favorite. At home, this is a huge game for the Jaguars. They're not 8-3 and anymore. They're now 8-4 and since losing to Cincinnati. Five games left on the regular season. And to nail down the AFC South Division, whether it's uh, C.J. Beathard playing quarterback or Trevor Lawrence being able to get healthy and come back and play quarterback, the Jaguars are going to need to win at least two or three of their last five games to nail down this AFC South division title. We're brought to you by Realty and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate. Uh, Take a look at the, um, again, take a look at the uh, link to Realty and Capital. You'll find it on our website at bigjreport.com. For great music, internet radio, it's uh, LinkYupalahits.com. great internet radio, where it's all good they got hits 2000s monday through friday nights they now have midnight rock midnight central time one o'clock a.m eastern time and they have the recognizable hits and identifiable hits monday through friday from morning to afternoon that is absolutely lake great internet radio follow the xfl usfl merger at xfltoday.net and don't forget don't forget now about the Mad Max Mix, madmaxmix.weebly.com, the Wednesday night internet radio, Wednesday night music request show, Wednesday nights at madmaxmix.weebly.com. You'll find the links with Mad Max's uh, Wednesday night internet radio music request show. Mad Max primarily is part of his mix, plays classic rock classics from days gone by, music pop classics. Check out the MadMaxMix.weebly.com. You'll find the links at BigJReport.com in our Neighbors 2 section and also the Outside the Box section where we have an article about Max's show and some of the music he plays. Check out the article in the Outside the Box section and a link to click on the show each Wednesday evening at the uh, tail end of the article. The Mad Max Mix com. Mad Max does a great job on his show each Wednesday night. Check out the Mad Max Mix, dot .weebly.com. More about the Jaguars coming up. We'll have some North Florida entertainment and more. As the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 82B will continue. Oh, by the way, as far as Trevor Lawrence is concerned at the press conference, sounds like he's raring to go man sounds like he's gonna play like could play tomorrow if if he physically can the the one impressive thing that we kept hearing from many many people about this press conference is no boot trevor lawrence is not wearing a boot so it appears like you know and and this was pointed out to me by john gaylor this is the same injury that patrick mahomes uh, got during the playoffs last year against the jaguars and he went on and played ended up winning a super bowl so we'll see what happens trevor lawrence man it sounds like from that press conference trevor lawrence that joker i'll call him a joker man that joker looks like he's ready to play he really does looks like he's gonna play but again you'll have to listen to the doctors and the jaguars brass so we'll we'll see what happens the Jaguars are now a three-point underdog. Can you believe it? A three-point underdog in Cleveland uh, this Sunday. Uh, let's see the game. The game against the Cleveland Browns will be in Cleveland. As the Jaguars, you know, they just got finished playing the Bengals, losing to the Bengals, sadly, 34-31 to on Monday night football in overtime. Uh, the game with Cleveland is going to be this uh, Sunday, December the 10th at 1 o'clock p.m. It will be absolutely a Sunday game this Sunday, December the 10th at 1 o'clock p.m. at Cleveland Brown Stadium. We'll talk more about the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. We'll chime in about college football North Florida entertainment and much more coming up. Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 82B. We're still doing 82 because we're saluting wide receiver former jacksonville jaguars wide receiver number 82 jimmy smith man jimmy belongs in the hall of fame but it you know it could be it could be three four five six years or longer down the road but i certainly hope jimmy gets in he played a lot of games with the jacksonville jaguars we will be um basically um going over some of jimmy's uh, jimmy smith's career stats again he played a lot of games Uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're listening to the Chill Shirt Report podcast. Big news, Trevor Lawrence, of course. uh, You know, if I didn't mention what the injury actually is, it is a high ankle sprain. But at his uh, press conference on Wednesday, just uh, two days after the injury, Trevor is not wearing a boot. So there's optimism. I kind of felt like Trevor would be out two to four weeks or more. Could he come back sooner? It's starting to sound like it, if Trevor cannot go in Cleveland this Sunday, obviously C.J. Beathard uh, will be your starter for that particular game, and certainly he's he's ready to go. He's taking um, first-string reps this week already. So I think the, the team still has a lot of confidence in C.J. Beathard to get the job done. We'll see what happens, but we really want to get Trevor back out there when he's physically able to play and help the team. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. On episode show number 82B, I thought we'd take a look at the uh, latest NFL standings, at least the AFC South standings. As, um, you know, the Jaguars are now eating four. They're still in first place. However, keep in mind the Jags have only a one-game lead. There's five games left to play, and I think the magic number may be 11 wins. In order to ramp up the division, they got to win at least two or three to have a shot at winning this division because, again, they've only got the um, the one-game lead at the moment so we'll take a look at the um the afc south division standings by the way other teams really having good years miami is nine and three uh baltimore's playing very very well in the afc north they're nine and three the jaguars still with a good record at eight and four but you got a couple of teams breathing down your throat now the indianapolis colts and uh, Gardner Minshew and the Colts are seven and five, a game behind the Jaguars. Houston, with their quarterback C.J. Stroud, is a game back at seven and five. The Tennessee Titans really, for the most part, out of it at four and eight, and pulling up the cellar in the AFC South division. So the Jaguars at eight and four with a one-game lead over the Colts. The Colts are seven and five. The Houston Texans are seven and five as well. We're going to kind of spotlight uh, uh, Jimmy Smith on the podcast and his wonderful career. He played for the Jaguars back in the the mid nineties. He played the very what very first year with the Jaguars. Played you know into the two um, thousands. Played many seasons with the Jaguars. So we're going to highlight uh, Jimmy Smith today on the podcast. Um, also, uh, North Florida Entertainment. We'll take a little bit of a look at college football. There's only four teams playing in the playoff, obviously. There's been a lot of controversy around Florida State not making it, but Florida State will play Georgia in the Orange Bowl. You know, the problem with these bowl games that are not the college football playoff games is some of the players are going to opt out. Uh, John Gaylor and some other people in our chat reported to me that, man, there's going to be like like, – at first I was told over 1,100 players – Uh, going into the portal looking for new nil deals with new teams and then i heard today it's even more than that it might be four it might be three four or five thousand players in the portal could it be that many players looking to uh, get new nil deals um, you know basically go from one college to another you know the allegiance to your college is not there like it used to be it's more or less an allegiance to playing time and the next NIL deal, as far as college football is concerned. The college football playoffs down to four teams. The semifinal games will be on New Year's Day on January the first. Uh, it will be Michigan and Alabama. Michigan and Alabama uh, playing on New Year's New Year's Day and late in the afternoon. And you got got Washington playing Texas. The two winners will collide several days after that. So you're down to the final four in college football, Michigan playing Alabama, and Washington playing Texas. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Boy, Florida Gator coach Billy Napier, man, he's got to find some of these portal guys, defense alignment, offensive alignment, uh, need some, some new DBs, and probably one real fast, flashy wide receiver. If the Florida Gators – and, you know, there's got to be a lot of pressure on Napier. No bowl game for Florida. They finished 5-7. and Got to be a lot of pressure on Napier to, you know, get the pull out the checkbooks and do the NIL deals uh, for the Florida Gator. The new – the potential new Florida, Florida Gator football players. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up.
1: uh podcast i did want to since we're kind of honoring the memory of his playing career he's still around jimmy smith obviously but he's you know long after finishing playing but he's being considered and uh, jimmy's a you know he's a big jaguars fan to this day but i will tell you this and
0: he's the only guy that's uh worn the number 82 to my knowledge for the jacksonville jaguars but if we take a look at his career, and I, I hear people all the time saying, Jimmy won't make the Hall of Fame. Well, that's a possibility, obviously, because I'm not the guy that makes those decisions. If I was, he would be in. The order would have been Tony Baselli getting in two years earlier than he did. Fred Taylor, if Tony Baselli gets in two years earlier than he actually did, Fred might already be in. And then I think Tom Coplin gets in as a Jaguars coach and New York Giants head coach. And then Jimmy Smith has got to get in after somewhere after Fred and Tom Coplin, I think I'm thinking uh, Fred gets in within two years.
1: Tom Coplin might get in right after that, and then Jimmy Smith, you know, might be Jimmy Smith might be three, five, six years down the road. But I hope he gets in. My argument for Jimmy Smith getting into the Hall of Fame for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and again, we're saluting his number, number 82 on this, the, the 82nd, actually episode show, number, episode show number 82B of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. When I take a look at Jimmy Smith's career, he played in the very first season in the Jaguars' existence, um, which was one of his – Less productive years, because I think Jimmy started out kind of as a special teams guy, uh, had some, some illness um, you know, early in his career. Tom Coughlin took a chance on this guy, and it was a great you know, great thing he did. Um, Jimmy was primarily playing, I, I believe, on special teams in 1995. He did play in all, he played in, uh, did he play in that many games? Wow. The team was playing 16 games back in 95. He
0: played in all those games. 22 catches, 288 yards. That was probably his least productive season. When you take a look at the games, and I'm talking about one, I'm going to
1: count up the years he played with the Jaguars. Jimmy Smith, wide receiver, former wide receiver, number 82 with the Jacksonville Jaguars. To my knowledge, he's the only guy that's ever wore number 82 for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: We count up the years that Jimmy played in the NFL. He played his entire
1: career for the jacksonville jaguars and for those of you that don't think jimmy's going to get in the hall of fame let me give you some hall of fame numbers jimmy actually played i'm counting it up 11 years with the jacksonville jaguars from the 1995 season where in the first year of 1995 he was playing i think primarily special teams
0: he was a wide receiver obviously in his first year and throughout his entire career
1: He's still got three touchdowns his first year with the Jacksonville Jaguars and and averaged thirteen point yard thirteen point one yards per in in um, receiving yardage per play. Um, Jimmy Smith, let's take a look at the career numbers. Man, he played a lot of games. He played one hundred and seventy one games with the Jacksonville Jaguars, eight hundred and sixty two receptions are actually a grand total of. 12,287 receiving yards. I like this stat, too. 14.3 yards per reception. He had 67, let me repeat that, 67 touchdown catches in his 11-year career with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'll count the number of years up again. He did play 11. He played in 11 seasons all with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jimmy, we know, did have some you know some some personal issues that he's had to overcome. But other than that you, the, the numbers the numbers don't lie one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven. 11. I'm double checking at eleven seasons. Jimmy played for the Jacksonville well, Jaguars. Career numbers one hundred and seventy one games played. That's a lot of games play for one team. He was durable. He was extremely durable during his eleven years with the Jaguars. He played in 16 games most every year 15 in 2000, 16 in 2001, 16 in 2002 during the 16 game regular season. 2003, played 12 games. 2004, 16 games. 2005, as well, he played in another astounding 16 games. 171 games played for Jimmy Smith former jacksonville jaguars wide receiver i'm making the argument for him to be in the hall of fame at some point in time in the future whether it's three years from now five years from now six years from now this guy belongs in the hall of Fame. and if you want to do some comparison and my executive producer jc understands this comparison why don't you compare and i understand lynn swan won some super bowls obviously with the pittsburgh steelers but if you want to look at apples to apples Apples to oranges, oranges to oranges. Take a look at Lynn Swann's career stats versus a guy like Jimmy Smith. Keep in mind, Jimmy Smith, in his career, he had 12,287 receiving yards, 67 career touchdown catches in his career. His long one was a 75-yarder. And you might remember that playoff game at Denver. He had a key touchdown catch in that game, one of the – Biggest upsets in the NFL playoff history when the Jaguars went out to Denver in their second year and beat the Broncos after beating the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Jimmy Smith, is he a Hall of Famer? I said yes. It may not happen immediately, but I'm going to say within the next three to five to six years, Jimmy should be in and could have got in sooner. Mm-hmm. Except the powers that be that you kind know, of decide these things with a Hall of Fame, you know, they, they've been against us for years. Um, the small market bias, um, m- not all the media, but most of the national media said, Hey, Jacksonville, Florida is never going to get an NFL team. But we, we shocked the world. We did get an NFL team. We're still playing, and man, we had a pretty good team this year with eight wins and four losses. That's my little piece of the pie concerning Jimmy Smith. Yes. In my book, Jimmy Smith is a future Hall of Famer. His name is on the stadium now. That's right. Jimmy Smith's name is on the stadium now. He's actually in the Pride of the Jaguars. There's only seven names on the stadium. Wayne and Dolores Weaver, the first owners. Also, Mar Burnell, uh, Tony Batelli, Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith. And Tom Coughlin it is going to go up in the Pride of the Jaguars next year in 2024. Tom will be honored at one of the home games next year in 2024. If you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast, we'll take a look at North Florida Entertainment. Uh, coming up next as the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Um, episode show number 82B continues on the Teal Shirt Report podcast network. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Scott. We'll be right back with some, some North Florida entertainment
0: just around the corner. You know, in um, in high school football, the state playoffs are going on. They've been going on uh, here in the uh, month of uh, December. You can go to our website at uh, BigJReport.com. That's big letter J Report.com. BigJReport.com. Go to our website, and you'll you'll actually find on the homepage. Scroll the homepage. You'll find a listing on the homepage of state high school football playoff results some are in florida north florida central florida south georgia even a uh, small the small pocket of south southeast alabama we got some scores up so in those three states mainly florida georgia small pocket of south southeast alabama we got scores so basically your state your state playoff high school football games Uh, throughout North Florida, Central Florida, South Georgia, South Southeast Alabama, and surrounding areas. So make sure you check it out, the BigJReport.com. High school football state playoff game results are on our website at BigJReport.com. Just scroll our homepage and check it out. And again, thank you also for listening to our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Thank you.
1: Hey, you tuned into the Teal Shirt
0: Report uh, podcast. Uh, great to have you listening in. Wanted to make a quick mention, you know, about our sponsors, Saucerility and Capital, the Mad Max Mixed out of Weebly.com. I
1: just appeared on Max's show this week, and I was, I was live from the Philippines on a Wi-Fi call. That was a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, for high school football, the high school football scoreboard, for, you know, teams from North Florida, South Georgia, Central Florida, and that pocket of South, Southeast Alabama, you can go to BigJReport.com.
0: That is BigJReport.com. Again, special thanks to our sponsors, Saw serility and Capital, the TheMadMaxMix.Weebly.com, XFLToday.net, and by, of course, Lake Hits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. They now got Midnight Rock, Midnight Central Time, 1 o'clock, a.m. Eastern time uh, during the week. We'll
1: take a look at uh, some North Florida entertainment. I always enjoy uh, keeping up with the Jacksonville Icemen, my favorite hockey team of all time. You know, I, I was a big Atlanta Flames fan at one time. Then the
0: Flames, they kind of flamed down with me. They moved to Calgary. Then I was an Atlanta Thrashers uh, fan, and, heck, they, they got up one day and they moved to Winnipeg, Canada. So my favorite hockey team of all time at any level
1: the Jacksonville Iceman. Let me tell you, we're going to take a look at where they stand in the Southern division of the East Coast Hockey
0: League, the ECHL. And um, the Jacksonville Iceman now have won 10 games. They've won another game since the last time we talked. They're 10, 7, and 2. The Iceman now... How about this? They're in second place with 22 total points, eight points behind the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Jacksonville is actually tied with the South Carolina Stingrays with 22 points, but the Icemen have actually a better record, 10-7, and Uh, South Carolina Stingrays. No, no, no. I I guess they they really are virtually tied at 22 points, both with 10 wins.
1: The Icemen at 10, 7, and 2. So what we will do now? Let me let me pull up the latest score uh, from the
0: Jacksonville IceMen. We'll pull up uh, we'll pull up some of the latest results because now they have won their tenth game of the year. So let's take a look at it. The IceMen have been playing some teams from some of the other divisions here of late recently. Let's take a look at the IceMen and some of the latest uh, results. The Icemen now have won 10 games on the 2023-24 season. The Jacksonville Icemen with a huge win on December the 5th. This was at Savannah, up in Savannah, Georgia. The Jacksonville Icemen blank and shut out the Savannah Ghost Pirates. The Jacksonville Icemen four. the Savannah Ghost Pirates, nothing on December the 5th so now we're going to take a look at uh some concerts uh, for north florida and surrounding areas as we kind of wind down the teal shirt report podcast i do want to thank in advance our producers our executive producer uh jc jc you won't believe what max told me I, i don't think i can repeat it about about um alabama fans tennessee fans i think you know where i'm going with that but uh College football is down to four teams. Georgia didn't make the final four this year. But, hey, Georgia is sitting on back-to-back national championships, including the one they won, you know, way back in 1980 as well. So Alabama's got a shot at a title. I saw a post on Facebook that said uh, a picture of um, Nick Saban smirking, saying we want to thank Georgia for keeping our number one uh, ranking in the end warm (laughs) for, for all those weeks. So you're liable to see anything in the BigJReport.com Facebook group, actually. So we'll take a look at, want uh, again, we want to thank our producers in advance, our executive producer, Jay, and also our other producer, Alex Henry. want to thank our correspondent of the podcast, our correspondent um, and supporter of the podcast, John Gaylord. John, thank you for everything. Our uh, correspondent of the podcast and supporter, uh, Mr. John Gaylor. Let's uh, take a look now at some North Florida entertainment. The Icemen are North Florida entertainment as well. They're playing well just coming off that win over the Savannah Ghost Pirates on the road. Probably one of the best uh, family entertainment values is hockey with the Jacksonville Icemen at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena. So let's... um, Take a look at some concerts uh, coming up as we kind of wind down this episode, episode show number eighty-two B
1: of the Field Shirt Report
0: Podcast, continuing to salute former Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, uh, Jimmy Smith. And again, when you compare Lynn Swan and Jimmy Smith, take a look at the numbers. We do know that Jimmy Smith never won a Super Bowl. We do know that Lynn Swan did win multiple Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers and is that the difference? Is that the only, you know, main difference there? Um, I, I will tell you that both of those wide receivers played around some really, really good players. Pittsburgh had a lot of Hall of Famers. The Jaguars have just one Hall of Famer so far in left tackle, uh, Tony Baselli. Let's take a look at concerts coming up, as I mentioned. Let's see, Carla Bonoff. Um is gonna be in Ponte Vedra, but first of all, let me. the next one coming up is Ann Wilson of Heart performing at the Florida Theater uh, in Jacksonville, Florida on December the 11th at eight o'clock PM. Ann still sounds great. I listened to a video and audio of a recent performance, and she still sounds great. Ann Wilson of Hard performing at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. December the 11th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Also, Carla Bonoff, known probably best for her song personally, and she's got some other good songs too. Carla Bonoff will be in concert uh, in uh, Pontevedra at the Ponte, in Pontevedra, Florida, at the Pontevedra Concert Hall on Thursday night, January the 11th, 2024, at 7:30 p.m. For Carla Bonoff in Pontevedra at the Pontevedra Concert Hall on Thursday night. January the 11th of 2024 at 7.30 p.m. And, you know, in just a few weeks from now.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, Kansas from Dust in the Wind fame coming to North Florida in um, in just a few weeks. I had a chance to go to con- uh, a Kansas concert back in the 80s. They were going to be playing with REO Speedwagon. And I didn't get a chance to go to the show. Kind of regretted that. But you have a chance to see them now. And you have a chance to see them at a historic venue that's been revamped. The Florida theater has been completely revamped and refurbished. They got a completely new heating and air conditioning system in there as well. A great place to watch a show still has a historic Florida theater. Look on the outside when you're on four side street and you see the Florida theater from the outside, great building for music. And again, Kansas is going to be at the Florida Theater. Kansas playing the Florida Theater. Kansas, that's Kansas playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 12th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida on Forsyth Street in downtown Jacksonville. Gladys Knight performing on February the 13th of 2024
1: at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. The Starship featuring Mickey Davis at 7.30 p.m. on March the 9th of 2024 at the Thrasher Horn Center in Orange Park, Florida. And here's a good one, Hootie and the Blowfish on Friday night. This is several months from now, by the way. This is a good one, Hootie and the Blowfish on Friday night, September the 27th of 2024 at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. I know Darius Rucker, the singer, the lead singer for Hootie and the Blowfish and the leader of that group. I know it was a solo act. He played in Atlanta at the uh, SEC Championship Game Weekend. You know, it's well-known Darius Rucker, the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish, is a big South Carolina uh, Gamecock fan. And, hey, we want to make sure you tune in. Max's show. I want to thank Mad Max for doing the interview with me this past Wednesday on his show. The Mad Max Mix Internet uh, Radio Wednesday Night Musical Quest show can be heard from seven o'clock until nine o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, that's six o'clock until eight o'clock p.m. Central Time, and can be accessed at www.madmaxmix.weebly.com. So Max, thank you for having me on your show. You have a great show. Thanks for the request. You played for me, and you've been playing for many, many other people uh, in in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Tennessee, and surrounding areas. And, and uh, Matt Max, uh, I talked to Max. We did an interview from the Philippines on my vacation at Boracay. It is pronounced Boracay, Max. Uh, some of the some of the, the tourists they call it Boracay. I do, but uh, it's actually pronounced by the locals as a Rock Eye. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 82B. I again want to thank our producers. Our Teal Shirt Report podcast has been eloquently produced by executive producer JC, also by Alex Nunry. And we do want to thank our correspondent and supporter of the podcast. We really want to thank Certainly, John Gaylor, thank you for all the insight, John. And we've got a lot more stuff to get to. We've got a lot of content that's been coming at you in the past week on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. That's going to wrap it up. for episode of show number 82B of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Have a great day. I'm your host, Scott. I'm out and we'll be back again real soon.
0: Okay. We were we were actually having, actually having some audio issues um with the last segment so we're going to continue on to make sure you get all the content that you need we have more stuff to talk about here on the teal shirt report podcast it is still episode show number 82b we do want to stay right with you on this episode because we do have a complete uh, injury report uh, from the middle of the week toward actually getting now toward the tail end of the week Um, we're recording this podcast on December the 7th, Jaguars are actually a three point underdog. And so that's more of a home field thing. The Jaguars played this Sunday, one o'clock kickoff in Cleveland. Cleveland's a three point favorite, and that is more of a home field thing. So basically the Vegas people are saying, Hey, they're fairly evenly matched. Trevor may not go. I think the line may change if the word gets out. Trevor's going to play. However, that may be a that may end up being a game time uh, decision as well. By the way, you can uh, check the high school football, the state playoffs, the high school football state playoffs. Go to our website at bigjreport.com, bigjreport.com, and scroll our our homepage for your North Florida 24/7 North Florida weather. And also the high school, absolutely the high school football state playoffs that are going on in Florida, Georgia, and certainly that, that pocket of Alabama and south-southeast Alabama that we cover as well. We're going to have more extended time uh, here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. A lot more to cover. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at an updated uh, injury report. Got some news for you. Of course, all of you know the main top of the injury board is uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback for the Jaguars, uh, got a got a high ankle sprain, and I guess it was on a, it was actually on a sack, and he he kind of you know he kind of actually. Uh, Rolled his ankle on one of his own players. Uh, There was a a rushing um, Cincinnati Bengal coming in. I was first told it was a dirty hit, and somebody said it was not a dirty hit. It was just, I guess it was just football, right? Trevor Lawrence, so interesting uh, note as I was reviewing things and getting different reports from different sources out there. It looks like Trevor is actually participating um, in a limited way. just did some actually some, uh, throwing on Thursday, I believe. Let's see. That's right. Thursday, uh, Trevor participated in some throwing drills. Does this mean he will play? I think he's kind of checking the ankle out. He had some kind of brace on, I believe. And, uh, we've seen that before with Trevor and hopefully he'll be able to go soon. I'm, uh, I'm optimistic he will return sooner than, you know, originally predicted. I think he'll return sooner than the two to four weeks with the high ankle sprain. Does he return in the game at Cleveland? You know, I'm kind of hoping he sits out a week and gets healthier. Uh, maybe C.J. Beathard can steal us a win in Cleveland. We'll take a look at some of the uh, injuries uh, report. Tyson Campbell, I wanted to talk about this actually a little bit earlier in the show. Tyson Campbell has had some off and on injuries, I think a hamstring earlier in the year. So that's still kind of something you have to keep an eye on. He's got a kind of a sore quadricep and he was limited in practice. Trevor Lawrence uh, has got that uh, right high ankle sprain. And again, you know, he's being looked at a couple of days, two, three days after the injury, and now he is participating in passing drills. Not really, you know, major practice, but uh, just some practice drills at the uh, present time for Trevor Lawrence, but that's good. He's back on the field. He's got a football in his hand, and he's making a few passes to some of the wide receivers. Christian Kirk looks like his injury may be more severe, but he's going to miss some time. Um, backup wide receiver, rookie Parker Washington has stepped up. He did score a touchdown in the last game, caught a touchdown pass from Trevor before Trevor got hurt. Um, so your your backup wide receiver is already paying dividends on a rookie deal. And uh, Parker Washington was, I believe, a fifth or sixth round pick. We'll have to pull up the draft picks and take a look at that from the, uh, and this was just this year, late April, 2023. Parker Washington a uh, late, um, actually a day three draft pick, Parker Washington. So the Jaguars getting some use out of a uh, day three draft pick. He got a touchdown in the last game, I believe the first of his career, according to uh, John Gaylor, of course, our correspondent and supporter of our podcast, our correspondent, contributor, and supporter of the podcast. We'll take a look at um, some more. Injury news. I thought this was kind of interesting because going into the Cincinnati game, the Jaguars were not completely healthy, but I think they only had maybe four four guys with some type of injury. So the Jaguars' injuries were not that bad. Jaguars recently came off the bye week a couple of weeks back, so had a chance to rest. But now the injuries may be starting to mount up. At sometimes, you know, at some time or some point in the season, they normally do for most every NFL team. If you have a year where you have hardly any injuries, you are very, very fortunate. Following football, for the many, many years that I have, when you take a look at a college game or NFL game, it's almost imperative that every week you get, in most cases, one or two guys injured. And they kind of mount up as the season goes on. Some of the injuries are certainly more serious than others. Let's take a look at a little list from... Actually, from yesterday, a report we got, quarterback C.J. Bethard, shoulder injury. Now, I was told by Gaylor he thought it was a wrist injury originally, and maybe there was a a little issue with the wrist. But the main injury with quarterback C.J. Bethard is a shoulder. He is limited. But, you know, the way everybody's talking is if Trevor doesn't go, and I'm thinking he may not play in the Cleveland game, then Bethard's going to be good enough to go. He is limited in practice. you got two quarterbacks limited in practice. And then, you know, John Gaylor told me, we still have the old Canadian football quarterback, Rourke. Um, He's on the practice squad, and if one of the two quarterbacks is inactive, I think he'll be called up pretty quickly. Nathan Rourke is his name, right? Nathan Rourke. Let me make sure I'm correct on Nathan Rourke, that his first name is Nathan. He had a little uh, preseason heroics where he broke two or three tackles, I think, and then still threw a touchdown pass, ran pretty good, um, and had a had a decent preseason, especially in one particular game. Um, but, you know, I was trying to ask, you know, Gaylor, John Gaylor um, – couple of days ago. Who's the number? Who's the third-string guy? Um, Nathan Rourke. um, Let's take a look here. Nathan Rourke, former Canadian Football League player. Um, Nathan Rourke is a Canadian professional football quarterback. Nathan Rourke is a Canadian professional football quarterback, but now, of course, he's with the Jacksonville Jaguars in the National Football League previously played for the British Columbia lions of the CFL, but yes, he is, he is actually still on the practice squad. Um, he was actually born a Canadian. I didn't realize that, you know, a lot of Americans play Canadian football, but he was actually born in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. So he's, he's really a Canadian. Um, let's see, played, um, Mm. That's about all the info I think I got on this guy, Nathan Rourke, Canadian gridiron football player, born in Canada, played in the CFL, and now he's with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Had a good preseason running the football, throwing the football. Uh, the Jaguars snuck him onto the practice squad. He's still on the practice squad, but he could be elevated. And I I think if you run into a situation where Trevor's not going to be active for this game, and that may not be the case, then Rourke gets the call up. But if you got Trevor Lawrence and you got um, C.J. Beathard, I mean, this guy's waiting in the wings uh, for some playing time, obviously. Just like C.J. Beathard, you know, these guys love to play and they hate to go in when, when there's an injury, but that's kind of part of the game. So we'll go back to the lengthy, kind of lengthy injury report. Quarterback C.J. Bethard shoulder limited. I don't think that means a lot. I think he's ready to go Sunday in Cleveland. Cornerback uh, Tyson Campbell, sore quadricep, kind of limited in practice. So basically, in, in most cases, with these type of limited injuries, normally in a couple of days, they're back full at, at full speed or close to full speed, most of them. Andre Cisco got a little shoulder issue he's limited Travis ETM uh, junior ribs limited man how about um how about Trevor etn his brother is going to enter the transfer portal everybody thought he was going to stay pat at Florida but now it looks like he's going to enter the transfer portal and perhaps head somewhere else his brother played at Clemson of course but we'll see what happens with that but Travis Etienne, the running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number one, ribs. He's got some issues with his ribs. He's limited. Doesn't sound like it's real serious. Fully Patakasi, the defensive lineman, defensive tackle, a hill issue, limited. Trey Herndon in the protocol, um, the concussion protocol, um, did not practice. I think he's, unless he gets cleared right before game time, I, I think Trey may be not playing in, or not even available for the game in Cleveland. Running back Dearness Johnson, a knee is limited. Wide receiver Zay Jones, um, wide receiver Zay Jones still, and he had a good game Sunday against, or, or, or Monday night, I should say, against Cincinnati. Zay Jones had a few catches. Uh, Zay's still having some issues with the knee, so he's probably not 100%. Wide receiver Zay Jones' knee, so he's limited. Wide receiver Kristen Kirk growing. Did not practice, was at the injury, core muscle, uh, growing injury. I guess core muscle equals growing injury. Okay, did not practice. Trevor Lawrence, ankle, did not uh, practice on December the 6th, but he did get out there December the 7th, the limited drills, just basically some, some throwing. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Trevor wanted to see if he could push off that ankle and throw the ball. So he did some practice, uh, some some throwing drills on December 7th. But quarterback Trevor Lawrence, with the ankle, did not practice on December the 6th. He was not wearing a walking boot during the press conference uh, back yesterday, yesterday, December the 6th. Um, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, interesting uh, topic, interesting subject, whether he will play or not in Cleveland. I think he wants to play. Man, he looked during that press conference like, he, man, he's raring to go and getting back out there. He hates to miss a game. He just has not, you know, really missed any extended amount of football games. So he's wanting to play. Now, the doctors could hold him out. The Jaguars could hold him out. I think that's the only way Trevor doesn't play because I think Trevor is going to try to play. Uh, But if the doctors say no – Jaguars brass says no in conjunction with the Doctors. Maybe he sits out at least one game. The Jaguars playing Cleveland. It's a needed victory, but Cleveland's a three-point favorite, more of a home field thing, I believe. Cleveland's been up and down all year. They've won some some close games, but Cleveland has been a somewhat disappointing. Uh, team to their fans, I'm sure, even though uh, in the middle of the year they they did win a couple of very uh, close games kind of back-to-back. Again, Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain, did not practice on the 6th, but he did come out and participate in some uh, some light uh, passing drills on December the 7th. Walker Little, uh, hamstring injury, that's what they're calling his injury, a hamstring injury, did not practice on December the 6th. Uh, Brenton Strange, a a foot injury, did not practice. So you got a fairly lengthy injury report for December the 6th. A lot of those guys that are limited probably will be able to play full capacity, I would think, in the next, uh, you know, say the uh, the next couple of days, and particularly by game time Sunday. They make the trip to Cleveland. And a lot of these guys that are limited, I mean, they'll – they'll do some, um, you know, even in team warmups down on the field, you know, 11 o'clock, 1130 in the morning, you know, hour, hour and a half, two hours before kickoff they get down on the field and see how they feel right before game time. And that's when a a good many of these decisions are made, of course. So that kind of gives you kind of an outlook, um, on the Jacksonville Jaguars transfer portal. Yeah. I hear rumors. Um, That uh, ETN was going to go into the transfer portal. I think it's more definite now that uh, Florida Gator running back uh, Trevor ETN will go into the transfer portal. Where he ends up, who knows? His brother played at Clemson, as you know, who now plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, There was a couple of decisions that were made recently that I thought were quite interesting. Carson Beck there was a five-star quarterback at Georgia. His name escapes me, but he transferred. I think not transferred, but I guess he's entering the portal is what they call it. They don't really call it transferring now. They just say they're going to enter the portal, and that means different teams have a have a shot at the player. So there was a five-star quarterback at Georgia. He has entered the portal, and I heard a rumor he's going to Kentucky. Man, for, for a guy like Mark Stoops, who always really has a good defense, man, he's he gets a quarterback. That's a dangerous team at Kentucky. Kentucky will play Clemson this year in the Gator Bowl uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. Florida Gators, uh, they got their quarterback, uh, Graham uh, Mertz, coming back. And before we talk about Mertz, I think the reason why the Georgia Five Star entered the portal, and now I understand maybe headed to Kentucky, is the fact that uh Carson Beck has elected to come back for another year of eligibility. Um, I heard a couple of things. Uh, and I think the more important thing for a guy like Carson Beck is he needs more playing time. He really just played quarterback one year at Georgia. So now he's going to have a second year. Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, Carson Beck, you know, what's helping him, too, is he's getting an NIL deal where they're going to pay him like almost a million dollars. To go to school, play quarterback at Georgia, man, you can't beat that deal. You've got literally hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of players now entering the transfer portal. As my executive producer, JC, would say, they're looking for that second deal, that second NIL blast of money, right? Good news for Florida, Graham Mertz um, is coming back, and I think he's a similar type. He, he has a similar type of situation to Carson Beck. Graham Merch had a good year. You know, he's he was the Wisconsin transfer to Florida, but a lot of people thought he'd only play at Florida one year. But now it looks like he's going to hang around for one more year. Uh, he had a pretty decent year, actually. Um, Graham Merch, the Florida quarterback, is coming back. Florida, what they really need in the transfer portal, and they're losing players. Some of the players. <laughs> They don't mind losing. They got to fill up the roster. Florida needs offensive linemen. They got Mertz coming back. They got an incoming freshman guy that's that's really supposed to be dazzling. And I think uh, Mertz will play his last year, and then the freshman guy will probably be ready to play in year two for him. Um, in 2023, Graham Mertz played pretty well. 2,903 yards passing. He did miss a game. He did get injured toward the end of the year. But Graham Mertz had 2,903 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. He can build on that. Florida's got to get some offensive linemen and probably at least one pretty fast and, and a good wide receiver out of the portal. But that Florida needs offensive alignment more than anything. Danny, Danny a gator old friend of mine i went to high school with he said florida needs offensive linemen he's one of the biggest gator fans of all time along with myself and other people but they need offensive linemen they need defensive linemen they need you know a db or two and florida needs a big time wide receiver there's a lot of info about what teams need in the portal the amazing thing is players are are leaving schools and then the schools billy napier the Florida Gator Collective and everybody goes after players with, um, you know, kind of like what my executive producer would say. Get out the, uh, uh, the, the checkbook, right? The, uh, the, the, the paybook. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with all of that. Uh, we will take a look at, I'm glad we could run down, you know, somewhat of a midweek injury report uh, for the Jaguars. We, we are participating in the football pool. Um, I'll just give you my winners for this week. I'm taking Pittsburgh. These games – now, these are tough because they're against the spread. I'm just going to tell you who I'm taking. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Detroit. I'm going to take Jacksonville and the three points uh, up in Cleveland. Uh, we'll take Indy to win. Houston, I'll uh, take Baltimore, Minnesota, Seattle. I'm going to get Buffalo, Buffalo bounces back. Denver, I'm going to take Denver. Denver is playing pretty good football in the last month. The Sean Payton effect, their new coach, uh, now in his second year. I'm going to take Philadelphia to rebound. Miami is uh, pretty good. I think some of Miami's problems have been maybe they're not as physical a team as some of the other contenders, but Miami's pretty darn good. they got a great record. They're going to most likely win the AFC Eastern Division and the rest of the team's fighting for a wild card. Uh, I got Green Bay uh, winning as well. I don't know if I got the over or under, but I got 42 total points on uh, Monday night. And those are some of my picks. Those are just the winners. I didn't even talk about the losers. Maybe that's maybe that'll bring me some luck this week. We kind of had a rough week uh, last week. There was a big upset last week, too. Arizona beat the Steelers, as you know. The Cincinnati win over Jacksonville was an upset, too. The Jags had gotten up to a, seven and a half, nine, uh, ten points in some circles. The Jaguars were a big favorite home on Monday Night Football. John Gaylor said, well, the Jaguars, particularly uh, perhaps the offensive line, laid an egg. Trevor got injured. Thank goodness it's, you know, and Gaylor told me he probably thought, and maybe even Trevor thought it was an ACL or something, but... Fortunately, it was not as bad as an ACL injury. It was a high ankle sprain, which uh, Patrick Mahomes had last year during the playoffs. And playoffs, uh, and Patrick Mahomes played on. The Jaguars got a one-game lead in the AFC South. They cannot afford to lose any. They got to win out of the last five games to win the division. They're going to have to win at least two or three games. I hope they end up at 11 and six still, where I predicted them four and two in the division. We will uh, take a look at some some North Florida entertainment and some audio issues on on one of the segments, which doesn't seem to happen as frequently as it used to. We've done some technical things on the podcast to try to improve uh, the audio. The audio is pretty good for the most part when you have you know good internet. Uh, the internet's not breaking up on you and. Uh, audio is pretty good most of the time. I think there's issues. Sometimes they get a little close to the microphone that could be part of it, so I'm trying to back up from the mic. Jacksonville Iceman um, coming off a a big win over the Savannah. Ghost Pirates up in Savannah. The Jacksonville Iceman, 10 wins, 7 losses, 2 overtime losses. The the, uh, Jacksonville Iceman are playing well, but other teams are playing well too. And let's see where the Icemen are in the Southern Division. You know, one time, the Icemen, for a brief time, they were in last place, seventh in the division. Now they're third. They've gotten up as high as second. Uh, there are a couple of points behind South Carolina. You got Greenville. Greenville's playing out of their minds. The Greenville Swamp Rabbit, 16-3 and three with 32 total points. South Carolina Stingrays, 24 total points. Iceman, Jacksonville Iceman, 22 total points. Coming off a win a couple of days ago over the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Um, Jacksonville with 10 wins, 7 losses, 2 overtime losses. The Orlando Solar Bears, 9 wins, 7 losses, 1 overtime loss in 4th place. So you got the Iceman with 22 total points in 3rd place. Orlando with 20. Florida Everblades with 19 total points. Atlanta Gladiators with 18. Savannah Ghost Pirates pulling up the rear in only their second year in the East Coast Hockey League in the Southern Division. Six wins, 11 losses, two overtime losses. The Savannah Ghost Pirates with 15 total points. Greenville, atop top of the Southern Division with 32 total points for the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Um, that last game the Iceman played, let's take a look at that. Um, it was a nice win. It was up in savannah just a couple of days ago i'll pull the date up on that game i believe that's the last game the Icemen have played uh, they still got a lot more games to play the Icemen actually shut out the savannah ghost pirates the jacksonville iceman for savannah ghost pirates nothing that game was played on december the 5th the iceman playing much better hockey 10 wins already 10 wins, and they've come a long way because they were, you know, way under 500 or one game under 500. Now they're like three games over 500, 10, 7, and 2. So that's the latest the latest on East Coast Hockey League, hockey and the Jacksonville Iceman. Uh, we'll go back. I think we're going to give you a little bit more North Florida entertainment. You know, as far as concerts uh, coming to the area, I just have a, a little bit of a limited time to do that. We'll do it now. Um, I know that Miss um, Wilson, Mrs. Wilson of Heart uh, will obviously be um, in North Florida. Let's take a look at that venue. Okay, so um, here we go. Latest concerts coming up. Ann Wilson of Heart performing at the historic Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida on December the 11th. That's coming up pretty quick now. December the 11th. That is Ann Wilson of Heart performing at the Historic Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. The completely revamped, uh, remodeled Florida Theater. Check it out. See a great show there at the iconic Historic Florida Theater. Ann Wilson of Heart performing at the Florida Theater on Forsyth Street in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. On absolutely uh, December the 11th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Also, Carla Bonoff. If you want to remember her, uh, she, her biggest song was a song called "Personally." Back uh, early mid '80s, Carla Bonoff. She's still touring. She's still absolutely touring, like 35, almost 40 years later. Carla Bonoff, known for her song "Personally" and other songs too. Carla Bonoff in concert in Pontevedra, Florida, at the Pontevedra Concert Hall on Thursday night of the new year, January the 11th of 2024 at 7.30 p.m. And again, that's uh, coming up in, uh, you know, just a few weeks from now, actually. Also Kansas from Dust in the Wind fame coming to North Florida in a few weeks. Uh, Kansas playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 12th of 2024 at eight o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. Gladys Knight performing February 13th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. Also at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida on February the 13th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. for Gladys Knight at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville. The Starship featuring Mickey Davis. That's right. The Starship featuring Mickey Davis at 7.30 p.m. on March the 9th of 2024 at the Thrasher Horn Center in Orange Park, Florida. That's right near Jacksonville near the Duval-Clay County line out there. That's uh, Starship, the Starship featuring Mickey Davis at 7.30 p.m. March 9th, 2024, at the Thrasher Horn Center in Orange Park, Florida. Here's a good one, Hootie and the Blowfish. And you know Darius Rucker, the lead singer for Hootie and the Blowfish, as they get back together for a tour. Darius Rucker did did a solo show at the uh, Southeastern Conference football championship weekend. He performed in Atlanta during the the SEC um, uh, title and championship weekend. But now Darius Rucker going back with his original band, Hootie and the Blowfish. And Hootie and the Blowfish uh, will be performing on Friday night, September the 27th. That's uh, several months from now. This is a good one. Hootie and the Blowfish on Friday night, September the 27th of 2024. It's 7 o'clock p.m at the Veterans – at the ViStar Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida, the same arena that the Jacksonville Icemen play their home games in. The Icemen just got finished beating Savannah on December the 5th up in Savannah by the score of 4 to nothing. That's going to do it for uh, North Florida Entertainment. I got North Florida Entertainment in the books on this uh, December the 7th. We appreciate you tuning in. To the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 82B, saluting former Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver Jimmy Smith. We gave you our argument earlier in the this particular episode of the podcast on why Jimmy Smith deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. 11 years as a player with the Jaguars only, played a lot of football games for your Jacksonville Jaguars. That's going to do it for the Chill Shirt Report podcast. We've been eloquently produced by our executive producer, JC, biggest Buffalo Bills fan on the planet, or at least from Alabama. Um, I think the Jaguars are probably a second favorite team of the AFC. So we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, forgive him for being a Buffalo Bills fan, but that, that's where his heart's been since he was a kid. But the uh, uh, Jaguars are his number two team, no doubt about that in the AFC, anyway. So we want to thank uh, our executive producer jc again the podcast I, I i thank all the folks that helped me with this podcast um including including my wife because she sometimes she'll be sleeping when i'm doing these podcasts so i sometimes keep her awake too too often but uh, we want to thank our executive producer jc thank you so much uh, jc for the coffee thank you for being the executive producer of the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. We appreciate it so much. Alex Nunnery, thank you. And also, uh, John Gaylor, Mr. John Gaylor, thank you for everything. John Gaylor is our correspondent, contributor, and supporter of the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. That about wraps it up. Episode show number. Let me make sure I got the episode show right. And and you know, when you look for the podcast, it may show 82. but And when we print up the, um, or type up, The explanation, the episode, it will say 82B in there. That's this particular episode. So thank you for listening. My name is Scott. I'm your host for the Teal Shirt Report Podcast from the Teal Shirt Report Podcast Network. You guys have a great day. Thank you for listening in as many as 39 states all across the United States. Thank you, folks in the Philippines, whether you're in Boracay or Iloilo or wherever you may be listening in the Philippines. Thank you for being there with us. Uh, All you folks in Australia, uh germany france uh, uk got a lot of listeners in northern ireland canada of course and florida florida in the united states our mainstay florida alabama georgia texas miller mark our comedian friend listening up in new york thank all thank thank you to all you guys listening in as many as 39 states across the united states uk andy powers in um in uh wells uh, listening in. i know he moved recently but he's still in the uh, he's still in the uk andy powers thank you for listening again you guys have a great day my name is scott your host for the teal shirt report podcast and hey i'm out have a great day thank you for listening Okay, so should we could we do an encore real quick. Um I was just kind of scouring the uh, Big Jreport.com Facebook group and looks like uh, Gary Pitts uh posted in the Big J Facebook group that you know this this kind of comes out of the the realm of, you remember, Brian Hanger, who the Jaguars drafted in the third round. They drafted him ahead of Russell Wilson. But you got to have a good punter. Apparently, the Florida Gators have landed a commitment from 2024 punter Bobby uh, Bobby Ingsler, who is rated as a five-star punter. So congratulations to Florida. They did grab a punter, apparently, in the portal. Gators have landed a commitment from 2024 punter. Um, this guy, I don't know if he came out of the portal or not, but he um, says that, uh, Try to pronounce his name correctly, uh, Ingsler, Bobby Ingsler, is rated as a five-star punter. However, they got him, whether it was a portal or just a straight-up uh, recruit, congratulations to the Gators on landing one of the better punters in the nation, the Florida Gators have have landed a commitment from 2024 punter Bobby Ingsler, who is rated as a five star on dot uh, com. So, Gary, thank you for uh, posting that for us. And we put it right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast in our encore. Thank you guys for listening. Again, thanks to our producers, our executive producer, our executive producer, JC, our producer alex Nundry, and again thank you to our correspondent contributor and supporter uh, mr john gayler i'm your host for the teal shirt report podcast my name is scott and this has been again we'll just absolutely complete the episode now this is episode show number 82b that's right episode show number 82b of the teal shirt report podcast here in season number four of our podcast we've been doing the podcast since absolutely mid-January of 2020, and we normally do at least 82 episodes a year. Looks like this year we're going to do more. We're going to do absolutely more than than, uh, 82. So, again, thank you for listening. This is the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Have a great day, and officially, my name is Scott, and I'm officially out. Take care.